gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 51, and what better way to transcend into the 50s than with a with a final to cover? America has made it into the Apertura 2018 final after demolishing Pumas, and tonight we got so much, so much to cover. We have America Femenil to talk about. They're in the final as well. They just played their first leg against the Tigres. And then, of course, we got America, the men, who are we going to be talking about in regards to everything. Everything you need to know about that final, you will find out tonight here on this podcast. But before I go any further, before I go into any more details, as always, let me introduce my co-host, none other than Christian Rostendo and... Mr. Cowboy Dan. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited for this final. I can't wait for it. Cool, calm, and collected. Cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, that's too cool. Pretty good. Those are the triple C's that Cowboy Dan lives by. You know, it's easy because because I don't have to worry about the stress of school by that point because I'll be done. So... Mm. Just cool, calm, and collected now. Cool, calm, and collected. That is actually Cowboy Dan's new Twitter bio. Mm-hmm. Cool, calm, cool, calm, collected. Cool, calm, connected all the, the way from Texas. The ninja headband is out at the special occasion, so it had to come out for today. You guys know this already. So we're definitely excited. I know we're not the only ones that are excited. I mean, we got people in tuning in that they're going to be excited. They're going to be expecting us to cover. So a lot of eyes will be on us tonight, but I think we can – definitely say that we are definitely super stoked because this is the first final we're covering and i think uh to to be in the position that we're at today i think we have to first of all say thank you to every single one of those people who have listened to us and who have retweeted us who have liked our tweets who have listened to the podcast outside of youtube uh it's it's phenomenal to be able to bring this coverage to the people uh and of course to you gentlemen because without you there is no podcast either no, Ivan, we want to thank you for yeah, being such a great you. host. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel touched. I feel very, very humble and very touched. So, gentlemen, we have so much America to talk about. We got the ladies to talk about. We got the men to talk about. And, hey, we even got some of the babies to talk about because let's not forget the babies are in a final, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a final all around in regards to America this season, and we we would love to get every single trophy that is thrown our way. Yes, definitely. That's that is the goal, at least. It it definitely definitely is. So we're gonna jump into what America did against Pumas in regards to that demolishing game that was in uh, the Estadio on Sunday. Although it didn't seem that way when we played against them in Seoul. We'll talk about that as well, and then we'll preview everything that every everything that. Anything that these people want to know coming into the classical home in the semifinal, and of course, everything is going to be on the line not only just pride and ego, but a little bit of just everything just about everything. And then, of course, the Lady Aguilas, who will we will start off the podcast with that notion. So, gentlemen, I know we were at work, we were a bit busy, we didn't catch the full 90 for our ladies, were up by two goals in the Estadio Azteca. And then managed to find a way to just completely 
lose that advantage and end up with a draw. 2-2 at the end of the Estadio Azteca. The ladies are a bit disappointing that they didn't get anything from this game. After looking so well and after a phenomenal golazo to open up the mark, the Estadio Azteca looked, I wouldn't say packed, but it looked like the atmosphere was buzzing. You mm-hmm. had the actual men's team there supporting alongside with Pio Herrera. So you had a lot of these kind of notions going on within the stadium and within the game itself. Uh, it's just disappointing to see the ladies drop uh, drop such a huge lead going into the second leg. Yeah, and for what could I, from what I caught from the game, it seemed like, you know, we, we had the ball and we were trying to create. We did a good job of it. It, it was just when that own goal happened everything just fell apart. I don't know. I think they, I, I couldn't really explain it to you what happened. It seems like they just let their heads down. They were like, wow, we just lost this, even though they were up a goal still. And in that, Tigres said, okay, you know what? You know, we got a goal. Let's just keep going for more, going for more. And that's what they did. Ultimately, another defensive error cost America that second goal as well. And, you know, Tigres did look like the better team in the, the last 20 minutes of the game. The second mistake was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. ridiculous. I, I and and this is to no put no blame on the ladies' game itself, but you'd expect so much more. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are mistakes that you expect out of like a U six level game, and not even mm-hmm. then because I think the kids aren't even big enough that the ball can pass through their legs. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's frustrating because. Yeah. Uh, you you saw this America side and you think to yourself, well, the only reason Tigres got back into it was because of two America mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because America's own downfall. They were their own Achilles heel in this yeah. game. And it was very unfortunate. Now the tactics and, and the game plan is going to have to be completely different when yeah. we go over mm-hmm. to this stadium in the Volcan. We're going to have to go find the game. We're going to have to go fight it. And the most dangerous thing about that is that Tigres is so good going forward that if yeah. you leave any open space, they will capitalize on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And knowing that we had the 2-0 lead, and if we could have just carried that into Monterrey on Saturday, we would have been in prime position to take that title. Like you said, everything just goes out the window. Those plans throw, get thrown out. A whole new game plan has to be made up in the next one, two, three, like the next three, three to four days. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be yeah, tough. Saturday. It's yeah, going to be next. tough. Tigres uh, already announced that it's going to be a full house, packed yeah. stadium already. And, um, you know, from what I saw prior to the own goal, you know, America was doing good. You know, they, they knew they can compete, you know, even Tigres, even though Tigres was the heavy favorite, America looked like they can compete, and you know if things go great, if they can come up with a plan, if they can go find the game, you know I'm confident they can actually come up with the win. And give us a take. I know these ladies. Uh, you you followed them a little bit more closely than us here, so you know this is a bit quite special to have them in the <clears> final. <throat> Um, just give give me your thoughts after seeing the result. I know you weren't able to watch the game, and me and you will be covering that game live for the people on Saturday. But um, first leg, you see how it goes down. Uh, you've caught some of the highlights. Just, just what goes through your mind? Yeah, um, just just frustration, you know, because seeing those two mistakes, uh, not something you want to see from the ladies too, especially you know going into to the gear. You know, this is the best defensive team in the league that was this that was this opportunity too. And so just seeing those is very frustrating and um, something that can be corrected and fixed. You know, it's just, like I said, frustrating to see 
those two those two goals happen, especially one being an own goal. But going forward, you know, uh, knowing knowing these ladies, you know, they have that mentality, they have that fight in them. So there's no doubt about it that they can go out and still compete against the Tigres side come Saturday. No, definitely, definitely, and we will have live coverage of that matchup, so you guys can find. <laughs> Live tweeting that matchup, and of course, we uh, we're still figuring it out, but it might be a possibility that we might be jumping on the Eagle Eye YouTube page, and we will be out here, not narrating, narrating, but kind of giving you live comment and live feedback as the game is going on. So, if you guys want to join us in that, we will let you guys know exactly when that will be and if that will be possible. And of course, we're very excited because it is the Lady Aguilas and. Uh, I think to just not wrap it all up because we will talk a little bit later on about the ladies and, w- and what they gotta need to do. But I think they can't they can't let this result get to their head as hard mm-hmm. as it is. Uh, they they need to know that they put up a very good fight of a, against a very good Tigres and that they can go toe to toe with anyone. I think yeah. Dylan, you you said it right. They should ride on the fact that they were the best offensive team throughout the regular season, and just kind of pick it up. These two mistakes mm-hmm. happen. Unfortunately, they happen on the big stage in a final. But now it's now it's in these moments you define whether or not you have character, whether you're not you are capable of stepping up to the plate. And you know this either makes or breaks history for the ladies, and whether or not they want to be engraved in in the history books of the Liga MX Feminine and the institution itself in in regards to the women's game. It's important that they go out there and they put it all on the line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can you can have said it in a better way. Definitely, most definitely. Well, ladies, we will still be supporting you as always. The first thing I plead to all of you to do come Saturday morning is if you wake up after that horrendous hangover from the club on Friday night, the first thing you do is <laughs> you go on Twitter and That's you secure. hashtag hashtag Lady Aguilas. We need to be there for them. We will be there for them. And they will know that our support is extraordinary because I believe a lot of people do follow these ladies in English as well. Mm -hmm. So, gentlemen, anything else you want to add on to the ladies? We will come back to them later, but as of now, anything you want to add on? That first goal was a golazo. That second goal was a golazo. Actually, both of them were really good goals, actually. The first one was insane. That was insane. Like. Oh, dude, the way she shot it, just the way it, like, kind of dipped into it. It was, oh, it was beautiful. I was thinking about it. I was like, uh, I don't even think if Marchesini was in goal, he would have saved it. Oh, dude, that was, <laughs> that was a great shot. I think it got deflected a little bit, though. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I had to rewatch the video again. I only saw it, like, like, a couple of times, but I think it got a little bit of a deflection. But that's nothing to take away from the beautiful shot, though, and the beautiful goal that it was. Yeah. And, and it, it was exactly what America needed, and they will need yeah. something just as equally brilliant. Come yeah. second, but like you said, though, they just can't let this result get to their head and play their game, play like how they were playing. Know that in their head, for the most part, it wasn't Tigres that that like made the goal. It was their own fault. So if they can minimize those mistakes, their errors. They know they have this in the bag, and they can do this. And I think the ladies have proven time and time again that they're strong, their will, uh, their will set, and their you know their mindset is 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 very good. Yeah. And I think you know most of these ladies they know what it's like to be defeated, but they want to come back and they want to be champions. And I think mm-hmm. that that was their goal. And they're ninety minutes away from doing so. Let's go. 
All righty. Well, with that said, ladies, we wish you the best of luck. We will come back at you by the end of the podcast and talk a little bit about the rest of your final. But, gentlemen, let's jump into the men's side of things. America played against Pumas on Thursday night last week in Seoul. A very dull game from our Aguilas, a very worrisome game. And this was a podcast that we thought, yes, for once, we're actually going to be happy. We're actually going to be able to hype up, we're actually going to be able to talk about America in the best way possible. But not quite. Not quite. We can't go and we can't ignore the fact that we had a horrendous game in the first <clears throat> leg. Mm-hmm. Now, gentlemen, who has the lineup so we can go through this and talk about what happened on Thursday? So then we can go from there and then talk about the great things that happened on Sunday. Dylan, I see your hand is up. Get us the lineup for uh, Thursday. Uh, Marcicin, Aguilar, uh, Edson, Bruno, Aguilera, Reyes, Lainez, Uribe, Guido, Oribe, Peralta, and Roger Martinez. Now it was a back five. Now we predicted a back five, if I'm not mistaken. We knew that Piojo was going to come out and be a bit conservative. And that's something we've criticized because we thought, you know, the best thing that this team could do is go back to the way they were playing, is playing with that back four, playing with the four or five midfielders, and then that one lone striker. Yeah. We got that in the second leg, but without ignoring the fact that what happened in Seoul was vital, let's, let's dissect the first leg properly because I think it's important that we do so because this game will play f- a huge factor in what we will see come the final against Cruz Azul, possibly mm-hmm. in the first leg as well. Now, Piojo comes in with a back five, mm-hmm. and it's the same back five in regards to, uh, to, to what we showed in Toluca. I mean, uh, away. I mean, ah, not away. At home at Toluca, with the exception of Georgie Sanchez, who yeah. was left out on the bench. Oh, that's and, a big factor, too. And Reyes was put on there. Now, I think he was by far the worst player on, on that defensive side. Of the pitch. Horrible. I mean, yeah, horrible it was... from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you really noticed it, especially on that on that Pumas goal. You know, it was it was on his side. He could have done so much better in marking. I, I forgot who the player was. I'm sorry, but he could have done a better job marking him and not letting that pass go through. And you know, it kind of showed even after the goal, he was still getting eaten up on that side. And you know, we're very fortunate that another goal did not. Um, we didn't concede another goal. And the most frustrating thing about this is the fact that he is a left back, a natural left back mm-hmm. that has experience that has played in Liga Mekis for quite some time and has played at a national team level. Mm-hmm. Don't forget he went to the Confederations Cup with Juan Carlos Osorio. But that was so poor. So yeah, poor. It was very poor. He kept backing off, being standoffish, back off, back off. Mm-hmm. In no way did he go close down the space. And that was the most important part. Close down the space, he closed down the cross. That is basic defending one on one. And what happened? He didn't do so. Pumas mm-hmm. crossed it in. Boom. Goal. Now, before Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul as I only say Cruz Azul because I see Luis uh, Mendes put uh, on the chat, Cruz Azul rules. We're, we're going to try to break his spirit a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> glad to have you on, Luis. Um, it, uh, it, America didn't look so bad when we scored that goal. No, it was a great goal. We should talk about that goal. It was a beautiful goal by Linus. It was. It was, mm-hmm. right? Now, Pumas at the time was putting the pressure on, as you'd expect them to do. And you yeah. kind of expected America to be soaking it in, especially in with the formation we were playing. Of course, mm-hmm. we said time and time again, we said this, go at the team, make them uncomfortable, 
put them on the pressure. Although mm-hmm. at this point we kind of knew America was going to do that. So it, it was a phenomenal goal by Diego Linus because of two things, the way he continues to play because he could have easily have fallen. He could have yeah. easily have let himself fall and got in the foul. Mm-hmm. But you, that kid has such tenacity uh, and yeah. has such spirit to mm-hmm. want to push forward. Yeah. And, and it showcased in that goal. He mm-hmm. goes out there, dribbles, and, and puts in great hustle, mm-hmm. gets down the byline, cuts inside, and then, of course, there you see a phenomenal goal. A lot of people will question the goalkeeper, whether or not he should have saved it at his near post. That's neither here nor there for us to discuss. It's a goal. We'll take it. Great mm-hmm. job by the Olinas. At that point, you thought America needed to shift the perspective. They needed to go on and get a second goal. They needed to go mm-hmm. push forward. They needed to find the game. And they did for a little bit, but again, they got standoffish, halftime mm-hmm. came, and then what happened? Rinse and repeat of what happened against Toluca in the second half of the first leg. You stand off, you sit mm-hmm. back, you invite the pressure, you mm-hmm. can see a goal. Yeah, and you like you said it, it almost feel like it's coming. You know, I was watching the game with my dad and we were like and we were like, yo, Pumas is gonna score right now, right? And he was like, Yeah, I think they're about to score. And five minutes later, they score. You know, it's like you said, rinse and repeat. Like, he just doesn't learn. Pio does not learn that when we score, we need to continue the pressure because now we have him on their heels. This is the time where we go attack and see if we can get another goal. And if we do that, you know, then the game plays a little bit more differently. But, no, he just decides to drop back and invites Pumas with great, talented players to do their thing. And, you know, things just become complicated for us. And I don't know why he loves the complicated life. We could have easily have lost that game. Mm-hmm. Even though, mm-hmm. even though we had a penalty, which at that point we all knew he was gonna miss. No, and that's we all that knew was a terrible penalty. Terrible penalty. Oh my goodness. You already knew. You already knew there was no point of hyping yourself up. You already knew Roger Martinez mm-hmm. stepping up to the plank. You already had a feeling he was gonna miss it. So, yeah. whatever the case is, that he goes and he, and he misses. But Pumas had what two, three opportunities, and if Marchesin wasn't in net, I, I would dare to say that we would have lost that game. I swear, we sometimes I feel like we don't even deserve Marchesin the like like the way we're playing. It's it's incredible what this man does for us. And he feels the colors and he feels the passion, and that's yeah. phenomenal. You see that a lot in oh, the second baby. leg. Mm-hmm. Dylan, anything else you want to add on in the first leg uh, before we start talking about the second? Like as a whole, or are we talking halves? No, as a whole, and, and just anything first half, second half doesn't matter. Um, no, really, I, I just, um, um, you know, just kind of listen to it, uh, y'all, a little bit. Um, y'all might not agree with me, but just, you know, 90% of the time, I don't think we played very good, you know, just, despite the fact, you know, you look at it, um, we, we clearly don't have possession of the ball. We have a little bit of trouble stringing a few passes together. Um, you know, uh, there were a few minutes, you know, where we did look pretty decent. We looked good, especially whenever it came to Diego Linus' goal. But other than that, I don't think this team played very well. I don't think this team knew what was at stake. I don't think they felt the way it was playing against Pumas, um, especially since it was being an away game. You know, um, no telling what it was, but, you know, obviously we'll get into it. I'll turn it around the second leg, but, you know, it was something that was very worrisome after you see the final whistle blow after 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I think me and Christian will agree with you perfectly there in that sense that if for, for the majority of the match, it was terrible. I mean, terrible. Uh, just hopefully at that point we were thinking let's let's hope it's better. And and to be honest, I was expecting a back five against Pumas at home. Uh, the fact that we went to a back four uh, just kind of lit my eyes with it was phenomenal. Yeah. And you know, 
me something funny up that that uh, it just clicked to me right now. Remember when we were giving our predictions and I said there is no way America gets four goals past Pumas or four, or even a four. <laughs> and I would have shaved my beard off. Well, I only said that for the Seul game, right? Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. brings it up. I don't have to shave my beard because boy, did we demolish them? Let's talk about the second leg. And then All we'll, right, happy times now. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about the second leg. Um, and let's talk about how America started that game off because I think it was perfect. Ooh. It's that we brought the game to them exactly mm-hmm. the way we wanted them to. Yes. Now, give me the lineup. Who who has the lineup for the second leg? I think it's important. I do. Break it down. All right, Dylan, give the people the lineup for the second leg. It's important to break it down. Uh, Marcesin, Aguilar, Valdez. Aguilera, Sanchez, Ivara, Corona, Guido, Linus, Uribe, and Roger. Yep. Now, when America tweeted this lineup, a lot of us, a lot of us questioned where was Edson Alvarez. And a lot of us questioned, what, are we going yes. kind of this 4-3-3 formation? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Especially with the way they kind of gave the, the, the yeah, picture. Yeah, the, uh, the picture, yeah. Uh-huh. But if you paid close attention... Mateo Suribe was in the camp position. He was let loose, and that brought out the best of him. Mm-hmm. And it's the best game we've seen Mateo Suribe play this whole season. Yes. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. And that says that and for the first time, he looked happy mm-hmm. playing that ball. He looked happy on the pitch. He wanted the ball. He he demanded it. He moved the pieces. He was orchestrating things going forward. It wasn't just Ibarra this time. It wasn't just Linus. It was Mateo Suribe kind of holding the midfield going forward, knowing that he was secure with Joe Corona and with Rodriguez at the back. I mean, a lot of pieces were put in the right place. Pio Correra, for this one, we need to give his praise because he, he, he planted it perfectly. Yeah, he did. And we said time and time again, why for about 90% of the season you play with a four- with a four-four-one-one, I guess you could say. Yeah, why would uh-huh. you ultimately? Why would you ultimately try and switch it up? And maybe he did that for a reason, so that maybe he could catch teams of off guard. Maybe that's what I was thinking. We'll get into that. He saw maybe it's not going to work for Pumas, so let's go to what we know, and and I think it definitely showcased, and it worked perfectly. Now, mm-hmm. when this lineup comes out, gentlemen, what is your train of thought what is the first thing that pops into your head dylan you know to be honest with you i yeah, I know i had my choir condition day I, this is actually the first time i saw the lineup to be quite honest with you i, I didn't I, I didn't really think nothing of it whenever whenever the game had started but uh uh seeing this now i think it's uh pretty interesting you know seeing what you're trying to do here uh especially having corona uh, in the midfield you know you're putting the sanchez back in and then just, just my number one question was where, where's that thing? Because he wasn't even in the bench either. Uh, I mean, when when Cowboy Dan says he had a choir concert, he was actually filming the, uh, he was actually recording the last of our Eagle Eye Boy mixtape. So yeah, that, that's coming out. I, you know what? You just had, you had to book the studio time during. Yeah, yeah basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I was, I was a bit busy doing some more behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff, so I wasn't able to watch the game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it was question, very questionable as to where uh, where Edson was. Correct? No, yes. well, he was injured. I thought everyone knew that. No, I didn't know that. I really didn't. I oh, thought he, he did. didn't knock. Well, he was injured. 
Well, it was kind of a, well. He's still in doubt for Thursday. Yes, he's still in doubt for Thursday. He'll be ready for Sunday, but he's in doubt for Thursday still. I think. I think it's him, Bruno, and Uribe that were training a little bit separate from the whole group these past couple of days. We have a good friend, La Resaca Americanista, out here in the group mm -hmm. chat. He'll uh, he'll let us know exactly who was uh, who's working a little bit separate right now. Yeah, um, that is a worrisome thing that we'll, we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll talk about that way past. But um, right now, um, but let's jump into it. Let's jump into it because America gets that goal. Uh, phenomenal goal by Renato Ibarra yes. again. The goalkeeper, well deserved. Uh, and a player that's been criticized. <laughs> So heavily, so by much, definitely, yes. Mm -hmm. So heavily by the by by the two of you. If I'm pointing fingers here at the table. Coronavirus. Um, when did yeah? Can you go find that in the archives? Because I've never I've never criticized Ibarra. I know. Maybe, maybe not to like. Uh, I mean, there's things no, he can improve on, but we've always said that he was a game changer. But yes, I do agree with you. Though. A lot of Americanistas do criticize Ibarra a lot. And I just don't understand why if this guy time and time again proves that he is the game changer and he is the starter that we need every single game. I went on uh, the Another Football podcast with Gary and Tom, my good friends, and I mentioned to them, and I said, a lot of Americanistas will probably hate me for saying this, and a lot of people will probably, uh, you know, will, will, will call for my resignation here, but I dare to say that Renato Ibarra is by far our best player going forward, even over Diego Linus. No, that's true though. Yeah, yeah. But it's true, yeah. Like people I that actually know, see it like that. No, because but that's the whole. I think people just look at names. They don't really analyze the game like we do. When we see the game, we know that Ibarra is. I I I guess I'm gonna say now. I guess Ibarra is more important than Diego Linus because Ibarra does things that Linus can't do yet. Yes, Linus is very influential in the game. Yes, Linus can do many, many, many things. But it's, it's just something you feel the when when Renato Ibarra has the ball going down that way. You just feel something like something great's about yeah. to happen, and like you, I don't like you. You feel that with Linus, but not to the extent that you do with Ibarra. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because because what have we said time and time again? Linus pre prefers. That that ten spot playing behind the striker, and right. so, so, so that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Like, you could throw him on on and on the wing, but right. you're not gonna get the same for him that you if he was played at the ten spot, and you're not gonna get what Renato does from Ibar Gwen or Cecilio Dominguez. Exactly, <laughs> and, and it's important to to make the distinction that it's two distinct players, two yeah. players that have very different. Uh, qualities, but very, mm -hmm. very influential qualities to the game and to the team itself. Right. Like we mentioned, I think uh, Linus down the middle is phenomenal. I, I think he 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 works perfectly. I think on the left hand side he does a wonderful job as well. Uh, yeah, but definitely. Ibarra, I mean, I, I've said it time and time and time again. This guy has a magnet. Whenever the ball is drawn to is is passed to him, the way yeah, he. It's all the way he keeps it, the way he plays the line. It's so important as a winger to know how to play the line. And I'm not he talking about beautifully. As, as a defense. I'm talking the little line, the outbound line. Uh, mm -hmm. He works it so perfectly. Uh, yeah. and he could take on two players out, out of nowhere. And his delivery, I mean, that pass he gave to Roger Martinez is, I mean, you could go back and, and look at the point. Oh, dude, that's what Perfect. I'm saying. Another yeah. player would have tried to dink the goalkeeper or try to shoot it and would have missed that. But Barra mm -hmm. has vision. He has the composure and knows exactly what pass to play. That yeah. it's 
it's pinpoint perfect. And Roger even almost misses that, by the way. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> thank God he did it though. <laughs> but um, I, again, I, we we gotta give Renato the praise that he he deserves at this Definitely. point. And the worrisome thing is his contract's running up soon. Yes. He's about to be on six months also. And uh, the rumors circulating that he might be traded to, yeah. uh, to Santos. I, 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 If I was America's board, I'd get this guy another two or three years. Yeah, at least. At yeah. least. At least two. At least two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a very well-rounded game by all of our players. I, I think yeah. even the commentators at one point said, you can't really pick out a man of the match at this point because America seems to have no weak spots. We did, though, however, have a setback. As soon as we scored the goal, again, yeah. it was a tendency to sit back a little mm-hmm. bit and invited Pumas on, and they got that goal. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. When Pumas got that goal, I got a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. That that was a little bit worrisome for me because knowing that Pumas needed one more goal and then we would have needed two more. Exactly. Yeah. What I, happened? I said, after, after I saw that, because it happened right before we started performing, I said WTF in church. <laughs> yeah. Because we have this tendency to go back and to think that America was going to fall back into the same kind of things that they've been doing. But something clicked, something registered in these players that I have not seen in such a long time. And that was the will and hunger to keep going forward and to not let this moment pass them. Right. And that was important. And because of it, America found a second, they found a third, they found a fourth and a fifth and a sixth. And gentlemen, did we not say this last podcast? It doesn't matter if you're playing a semifinal game. It doesn't matter if you're playing a quarterfinal game. We want you to go out there and we want you to destroy the opposition if you have the chance to. Mm-hmm. That means bring your shooting boots. Guess what? We brought them. Dylan, how many times were we asking for that? Dude, you could go back and you can count that. Probably the whole 17 games that we played so far. And even more. Or more, we, yeah. We brought our shooting boots. Uh, we, we, we we played creatively. We mm-hmm. passed the ball around. We yes. moved it. We made Pumas run. Mm-hmm. And we didn't always fall back and step back. How right. how amazing was it to watch an America play as fluid as they did? It was beautiful. I mean, obviously, it was the best game that we've played this season. But it just shows you the, the caliber and like the, the, the what we can bring to the table. And I know we've been saying it time and time again that if you take our team, 11, our 11 players, and you put them against another 11 players from any league, we are the better team. And this is what this team can bring and it needs to and needs to show out this Thursday and Sunday because we're going to need all of it because Cruz Azul is not Pumas. And we, I think America knows that. But if they play like this, like they played Sunday, you know, they're, they're not, we, we should be very confident going into this final. I have no reason to believe why we can't blow out Cruz Azul just right. the way blew out Pumas. And we could have blew out Toluca, mm-hmm, too. Definitely. We, left, we let off the gas mm-hmm. pedal. Another it's, thing, too, is like this game just fills everyone with confidence now, you know? And that's huge and crucial going into this final. Definitely. And it's important that they keep focus, and that, that's that's the most important part. And I think that's today's word of the podcast. It's the focus. three C, the three C's, Dylan. Calm, cool, collected, cool, and collected. They need those three C's, and they need focus because mm-hmm. I think it's it's important that they ride this confidence, but they don't let it get to their head. Right. 
they let it energize them. They let it motivate them. But it doesn't mean that you've won anything at this point. Because believe me, if you lose come Sunday, then it all everything that you did was for nothing. And guess what? Your season is still a failure. Yes, definitely. So now, now it's important to find what it is that's going to drive you. And that win could be definitely the, the, the instigator going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing too. We can't get overconfident now. Yes, we just yeah. scored against six against Pumas. Okay, but it's not the time to let the let the uh the foot off the gas pedal. You know, you have to keep keep on the pedal and keep going. Because the moment you step off, Kurasu will come and they will attack you and they will punish you for it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a very very interesting game. And we'll break down the tactics a little bit mm-hmm. when we start talking about the what about the final itself. But yeah. Going back to this Pumas game, just to kind of wrap it all up, a lot of people will say, though, that the Pumas goalkeeper kind of gifted us a little bit of uh, – he had a terrible night, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, giving, yeah. Away, giving, giving away a penalty, mm-hmm. uh, the terrible pass that he gave. Uh, you know, leading Oh, up to- wait, but but that was great pressure from Uribe, though. You can't you can't take yeah. that away from him. No, it, it was, it was, but the goalkeeper should have at no, least no, – yeah, that, yeah, at least, exactly, yeah, but that was still great pressure, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then that was that hustle. It's the first time we saw an America that oh, yeah. showed heart and hustle for full ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and it was a good it was a good game. But I think Pumas kind of did gift us a little bit things here and there. Nothing to take yeah. away from the game itself. But I I think we pushed Pumas to that to that point. I think mm-hmm. America's pressure. I think America's own doing caused Pumas' demise, caused them to crumble. And well, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think it, it really showcases exactly why it is that um it it it's it's our year. It's it's our time to shine. Even though Pumas, I mean Cruz Azul people will say that it's their year. Uh twenty one years. And and let it be twenty two at this point. I, I don't care if it's twenty twenty nine years, they're they're never gonna win. Not on our watch at least. It, it, and yeah, you can't you can't do that. And we'll we'll get into the specifics of that right now, but I, I think overall Good performance, decent performance, and you know what? At the end of the day, it was exactly the America you wanted, the America that got you believing in this again, um, and and it's definitely a very good performance. Anything else you you boys want to close out before we jump into the next segment? No, I think uh, I think we said everything. Oh, another game, Georgie Sanchez. I think this game proves why he needs to be the starter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait. Wait. Let me let me pull the receipts. Ivan's Ivan's put the vendetta to rest against Georgie Sanchez. I saw I think, you. I think, I think I think it's time. I think it's time, Ivan. I think it's time, Ivan, because I saw you tweet something. I don't remember what it was, but I know I know you did. I know you did. And I'm gonna I go on a hunt for it now. Praise he deserves. I will put this vendetta aside once we lift the trophy on Sunday. Okay, that's fair enough. But yeah, that's fair. you do know he was the reason for that Ibarra goal, right? <laughs> No, yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. No, look, I give this kid credit what credit is due, and I also give him a hard time whenever it is he is at fault. Mm-hmm. And the same reason goes, and like I've said it before, the reason why I'm so tough on this kid, the reason why I have such high expectation is because I was the same way with Edson Alvarez, a mm-hmm. kid that was promising, but I didn't want him to fall through the cracks. So my best way of doing so was to be strong about it and, and kind of have this vendetta on it. And, I, it's, and I think this love-hate relationship between me and him have worked perfectly. <laughs> Where's Ricky? We got we got it. We got it. We got to tell him thanks, Santos, for letting us have Sanchez. Yeah, to be honest. Where's Ricky? They paid like two Danimals for him. Was that not the swap that they had with Lozano? Yes. Is that not it? Oh, that was? Okay. Yeah. 
I think we got the better end. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did, yeah. He's been flying under the radar for yeah. so long. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. Um, and you're right, Dylan. The tweet I gave was um, one of the tweets where I praised him was when uh, some people were giving kind of like the predicted lineups for like the 2022 World Cup and whatnot. Uh, and I said, well, why is no one putting George Sanchez on the right or left-hand side? Mm-hmm. Say, I found it, but it was your halftime thoughts when you said he was the real deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was my halftime. <laughs> yeah. He's the real deal. At this point, he's looking like the real deal. Like, can he continue to perform? That's the question. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, is he still playing with that handbrake? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, it's, not, it's, probably not, it's probably not broken per se, but it's still in the process of healing. And the fact that he's still playing with it, you know, it, sh- it shows a lot about his character that, you know, he wants to be there. He wants to help out the team. He knows he can help out the team. So he's going to do everything he-, he can in his power to to be on the field. And I think we should we should give him a lot of praise for that. The fact that he still does the throw-ins blows my mind away. And he was a champion last year, wasn't he, with Santos? I believe so. So totally. he has experience. He has experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it's like to be around this hype. Even though this hype will be unmatched to what he lived last year, so yeah. I, ho- I, ho- I hope he's ready for it. Don't definitely, definitely. Alrighty, well, gentlemen, anything else before we wrap up this segment? No. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the well, we'll get we'll get in this when we talk tactics, but this line of four makes Guido shine more than the line of five. But I'll get into that when we talk more tactics. Yep, it definitely will be. Well, calm, cool, and collected, and on to the next round. America went, and America goes. We are now into the final, and before we break it all down to you, because I know this is what everyone has tuned in for, before (laughs) we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, it is the second-to-last question for our Eagle Eye trivia. Christian, you have the floor. Take it away, my friend. Thank you, my good host. Um, like Ivan mentioned, this is the second to last next week, and that's our final podcast, right, boys? Next mm-hmm. week is our final podcast. Okay, in our final podcast next week, we will be giving one more question. Um, during that will be at the at the halfway show. While we're while we're talking, I'm gonna have to update scoreboard. So you'll have, I believe, when I give the final question, you will have about ten minutes to answer. So you have to tune in. We'll have about 10 minutes to answer. I will update the scoreboards accordingly. At the end of the show, or near the end, I will announce the winner, and that'll be that. But for today's trivia question, um, it is, who were the penalty takers in the 2013 final versus Cruz Azul? So if you want some um, some nostalgia to go back to that beautiful historic moment, I guess you can go watch. But if you're a True America fan, you would know off, off the top of your head. But that is today's trivia question. And I will put in the chat for me. Thank you, sir. And that is trivia for today. I believe the answer was Navarrete was one of them, correct, Dylan? I think so. Navarrete. What a man, <laughs> what a man. We still have him under our books. You guys know that, right? Are you sure? No. Yeah. I didn't know that. At, um, Venados? I know it's the second division, but I I think last time I saw him, he was at Venados, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he's still there. There, oh, there? that's your question of the day make sure you guys tune in make sure you guys do tune in next week we're going to have our end of the season review we're going to be talking highs lows and everything that this final is going to leave us hopefully with the best taste ever well gentlemen 
and we got Copa Mekki groups. Oh yes, we do. So we'll break that down next uh, next week as well. Next and then our, our first game is on the fifth of January. Yeah. Yes. So we'll talk about yeah, talk about vacations, right? It looks like we're getting about two weeks, and that's about it. It's fine. This oh, is my favorite, this is my favorite time think. of the. But what happened? I was just thinking about. It. I was like, man, that's that's pretty quick. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I was like, we 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 don't we just get to enjoy the holidays for a little bit, and then we gotta get right back to it. I'm down. Uh, this is my favorite time of the week. You guys know this, so I'm I'm okay. Alrighty, I believe it's our favorite time of the week, and even more so today, as it's uh it's our honor, it's our privilege to be bringing you guys the preview to the final of America versus Cruz Azul, the Clásico Joven. A dream final when these two teams were playing throughout the season. And boy, are we going to get a spectacular showdown. I, I talked mm-hmm. about this yesterday, but if you wanted to give someone a glimpse of Liga Mekis and show him the best possible outcome, I believe you show him or her this game. This game, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to convince my friend to watch this. Listen, it just, it's, uh, it's, it's just, you can't make this stuff up, you know? America Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul looking for revenge. Cruz Azul's the best team in about probably three to f- three to three to five years. Um, both playing at Estadio Azteca. You know, there's a little bit of rivalry there. It the first first place versus second place. You know, and everything is just on the line in this game. The hype is intense. This match is going to be intense. I just can't wait to review it. Let's get let's get it. Let's get right into it. Let's get in this break it all down. First leg is going to be Thursday at 6.30 Pacific time, 8.30 Central time, and, of course, 9.30 for our friends down at the East Coast. And then we move on to Sunday's matchup, which is going to be 4.30 Pacific time, 6.30 Central time, and 7.30 Eastern time. So quite a pretty late kickoff for a Sunday. Well, not that late, but still. I thought it was gonna be an eight. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a little bit different. That whole thirty thing, I don't know why they did it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I think, well, I, I honestly, actually, I thought the game on Sunday was gonna be earlier, and I only say this because it's it's gonna be the second leg, and America and Cruz Azul fans will be at the game. I think things get kind of out of hand. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't, and because you know we never want to see anyone get hurt going to this game. But I thought it was gonna be earlier, to be honest. But I mean, I guess seven thirty is a good time. Yeah, what six thirty? I meant seven thirty. Um, my time. I meant oh seven thirty your time. Yeah, yeah, seven thirty my time. I'm like no, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. no, um, yeah. Uh, our good friend Alan Tomayo is gonna be going down there to the to the game. So That's shout out homie. to you. That's the homie. He was at the Boca River game too. He was. Look at that. Dude, my, my, my man just goes everywhere. Honestly, for real. <laughs> in lineup, man, right there. Oh and man! A good friend, Mr. Tom Harrison, will be at the stadium as well on Sunday. Maybe these I'm two will similar and uh, you know wave hi to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, everything going on down there. Uh, we want to extend our best wishes to the Club America team, the Club America English team. Uh, we know Mr. Ted Brooks, so he's going to be experiencing his first final as well. Like the man who runs the English account. It's done a phenomenal, phenomenal, oh, phenomenal job with, uh, with all of that. So good luck to him, and hopefully he and the rest of the staff enjoys this matchup for what it is. 
And what more can we say? We're we're pumped about this. We're excited. We're, we're excited. How long has it been since we've been in a final? Two years. Two years. Our last one was the Christmas final. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually in Mexico City at the time. I was actually <laughs> a day late. If not, I could have gone to the Stella Stick Up, but mm-hmm. that's you know there. Um, yeah, it's a Christmas like said, a lot, a lot is riding on this. A lot of hype is building up. It's Cruz Azul. It's time to get revenge. It's America needs to defend their honor. It's Cruz Azul can take the title in America Stadium. It's America can't let Cruz Azul win in their stadium. It's just, it's a whole back and forth dilemma. It's you know, America versus Cruz Azul. It's this versus that. And and everyone on the pitch, you have a great duels and great battles. And we will talk mm-hmm. about that shortly, but gentlemen, as always, as we always predict these, let's start off with the first leg. And it's a little bit tricky because at this point we can get one of two things and we will talk about this right now, but mm-hmm. as a unit, as the three of us, can we agree on a formation and a lineup? So Dylan, I will throw it to you first. Give me your predictive formation. And then I will go, Christian, give me your predictive formation. I will give a predictive formation. We will decide on that, and then we will go line up. 442. 442. Christian? 532. 532. And for the sake of it, I will say that something in my gut tells me we're going out with a back 52. So I'm going 532 as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just. Now, ideally, ideally. I hope we're wrong. Agree with Dylan, right? Ideally, we would want to agree with I Dylan. I want to agree with Dylan, yes. Four, four, two. We'd want that same formation mm-hmm. that's working magic for us this whole season. Mm-hmm. But, but we kind of know Piojo at this point. We kind of know this is a big game, this is a big 10 situation. He falls into this tendency of having mm-hmm. to rely on being defensive, at least for the first leg, Listen. right? At least for mm-hmm. the first leg. Yeah. Things can change definitely in the second leg. Now, I would hope that if he does come out with a back four, if he goes out four four two or four four one one, whatever the case may be, I believe we win that game. Okay, mm. this is probably the hardest decision Pio will have to make this whole season: is how to line up a team on Thursday. Because if you line them up four, and we get a lot of goals, or let's just say we win, you know, he looks like a hero. We line up a four, and we lose. People are going to be like, why didn't you go back five? And then vice versa. We go back five, we win. You're a hero. We go back five, we lose. Why the hell did you put the back five? We should have went back four. This exactly. is going to be a tough, tough, tough decision. And I'm going to praise Bioho a whole lot if he gets this one right. Okay. I will say this, though. For the sake of kind of agreeing here, let's say that we do go with that back five for the first okay. leg. Yes. All right. Let's go, mm-hmm. go with that back five. Now, give me your starting 11 for that back five. I'll throw it to you, Christian, then Dylan, and then we'll work our way around. Okay. Um, I'll have Marquez in the net. Paula Aguilar, Edson Alvarez, Bruno Valdez, Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez. That's the back five. Mm-hmm. I'll have Mateo Suribe on the right, Guido in the middle, and Linus on the left. Okay. And then I'll have Roger and Oribe Peralta on top. Okay, okay. Interesting. Dylan, would you make any any lineup changes to that? No. No? That's fine right there. Notice how I didn't put Ibarra in. Yeah. Now, I give you this lineup. <clears throat> I give you that same lineup, but you take Edson Alvarez out and you put Luis Reyes in. Oof. 
you are playing with fire, my friend, because that is. And I'll tell you this why I only tell you this why because if he is not a hundred percent for Thursday, there's no way Piojo risks him. Right. And uh, I would love to be uh, a journalist to have the inside scoop to see if he would be good or not. <laughs> no, but that, that that that's why I said four four two. And well, that's why I believe that it makes sense. Well, listen, if we go for if Edson Alvarez is healthy. We play a 4-4-2, and I'll tell you why. Because if we somehow, Bioho doesn't like how it's going, he will transition to that back five, and he will put Edson Alvarez at the center back position. So if we do play 4-4-2, I think Edson Alvarez has to be um, has to be healthy. I guess you're right, Dil- um, Ivan. If we do play the back five, I think Luis Dades will have to slide into that center back position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, then- people have been saying on the in the chat, what worked against Pumas is the best formation to go with. Right. right. To repeat what you know, equipo que gana, repite as simple mm-hmm. as that, right? Right, it's not as simple with Piojo, you know, exactly. And, and and as hyped up as we are after that Pumas game, I think we have to level ourselves up at, at least for this preview and say, you know what, if <coughs> we're kind of taking a step back from all of this, I think Piojo's safe bet, not his best bet, but his safe bet is to actually go back to that back five, at least for the first mm-hmm. leg, um, at least for the first leg. And I think he's gonna want to do that. The only thing, mm, well. Let's let's be realistic here. Um, we know that we are the away team, per se, technically speaking, on Sunday. That'll mean that our fans will show out more on Thursday than they will Sunday, only due to ticket reasons, and we're not going to get into that. We're not, we're not going to get into that right now, the ticket reasons and why Crystal has the advantage, but whatever. So people will expect more Crystal fans there to be Sunday. So having said that, if you know Thursday will be your one opportunity to have the majority of the stadium to be America fans, do you really want to play a back five? I don't do think really, he's consideration. You don't think he wants to feed off the, the, the hype, the hype of the no. stadium? He wants to play it as smart as he can. Now, this is something mm-hmm. that was brought up to my attention, and that is kind of something that we need to address. Piojo at the time with Ricardo Pelaez that worked very closely with him. So close that he would sometimes run down his tactics before the matches, whether it was at America or whether it was at the World Cup. Piojo kind of gave that window. Now Pelaez knows Piojo like the back of his hand. Now it was uh, it, it was uh, Joel from uh, the Cantina Mekis who kind of brought this up. And he said, you know, is, is that a worrisome? Is, is that a factor in regards to what America does and what Piojo mm-hmm. does? And my response was this much. It's if if Belayas knows Piojo as well as people say that he does, then Piojo sure, sure as hell should know Belayas just as well. What works for Cruz Azul can also work in our favor. Right. right? Because if Piojo knows that Belayas is going to, go into that dressing room and he's going to go and he's going to try to put his hands into Kaishinya's plans, then he should already know how to to kind of combat that. And right. the same thing goes. If he knows that Belias is expecting this, this, and that, then he needs to tweak it around so that he kind of brings us a, a surprise factor into all of this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is the beauty of this final is that you have – Two managers, very good managers, who have proven themselves that can be very good tacticians at times as well. It's who's going to have the better team out there. Because at some point in the game, the tact 
the tactic book will fly out and it's who's going to have more heart, who's going to have more passion and who's going to want it more. That's who's going to end up winning. Yeah. And we need to be that team. Right now, going back to what we were, we were discussing about this back five. I, I think he doesn't feed off the crowd. I think he just wants to play it as safe as possible for the first couple of minutes. This is not to say that he's going to finish the game with a back five. I think we can easily see a back four, or if we start off with a back four, like you said, Christian, move on into a back five. Um, but I, let's just, for the sake of it, we start with a back five, and we have these starting 11 players. What what can we expect from Cruz Azul? You would want their formation or their their players because they uh, I think they played two different formations in their away and their um their home match and their home match yes I think they played it differently okay so what can we expect what do you, what do you think we can expect at least in regards not even to formations but what Cruz Azul is going to present what 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 team are we going to get they're going to I mean I mean honestly I mean that's what I'm going to kind of say like you know if you, if you look at it and you think you know Oh, I think if you look, if you go back and look at this game they had against Monterrey, you know, um, a little little bit of consistency there from the team, a team that was supposed to come out and like bang, you know, just just put blood in the water, and you didn't see that against Monterrey, and then you know, um, really it was it was kind of a close game between those two. I mean, especially especially you know. Uh, Obviously, you know, this isn't the Monterey or Cruz Azul uh, podcast. You know, this is the American podcast. But I think if we go back and look at that game and, and see it, you know, um, a lot of Monterey fans calling for Diego Alonso's head, you know, until he got him this far in the playoffs. And the way he played against Cruz Azul, I mean, if I remember correctly, I was looking at some stats. Cruz Azul only had four shots on target on target over both legs against Monterey and only managed to score once, which is which is what they needed to advance and get where they here are now. So you know, it, it just kind of seems like what team are we going to get from this Cruz Azul side? You know, are they in this slump, or you, you would think you know they're going to come out with this passion and fire because they know this is classical Hoven and this is a big game. I want to point out something too. In the first leg of Monterrey Cruz Azul, Monterrey played with a four-two-three-one, and they won the match mm-hmm. at yeah. the Estadio Azteca. Monterrey presented a five-four-one. And they lost the match. Now, what does that tell you? Cruz knows how to break the back five. And well, not just necessarily that. I think Monterrey kind of shot themselves in the, in, in the foot in that leg. But it's a very good point that we made last week. And then our good friend Carlos Diaz touches upon it. He says uh, the back line, the back five, allows Cruz Azul to control the tempo and the ball. When America mm-hmm. gets pressured, we don't do very well, hence why we had at the Luca first like match. So he right. brings up a very good point that we brought up okay. last podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know how early I was saying about Guido Rodriguez? Exactly. Well, if you want to control that midfield, you kind of have to play the back four because that allows Guido to cover more ground, and that's what he likes doing. He likes, you know, moving around and covering ground and, you know, being in players' faces. You know, with the back five, you can't really do that as much because you have other players doing that kind of for you. So you're, you're like a little bit lost in where you want to be, and you don't want to be in the same – like same area as your other player, you know, it, it gets a little bit complicated when you play your whole season with the back four, knowing how to cover space with the back four, then you transition to a back five and then you have kind of like a little bit of little, little bit of help, but then like your space becomes very limited. It's the back four brings a lot out in Gilo. And if we want to control that mid, we need Gilo to play 
at its uh, at its full potential, and that back four is the only way to do it. Yeah, exactly. Because 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 if the times we play with the back five, can can you can we honestly say that we we've, we've controlled the ball, we've controlled possession? No, we haven't. Exactly, and, and look at all the space that that we've given too when we played mm-hmm. that back five. Okay, so now this is me <clears throat> honestly, and and this is me asking for you guys to completely a- answer this. Do we switch and say that America comes out with a back four? And goes four four two or four four one one for the second leg. I mean the first leg and the second leg. That I mean, I mean that's that's what you would assume. I mean, like let, that's let's not. Want. That's what we want. Yeah, but listen, this obviously. I mean, yeah, this is two different teams from now until the first time I play it. But I think you know we can take away from some of that match too and realize you know okay, uh, Kashina has already seen. What Piojo has done, and that's the first time Valles has already been there saying, okay, this is what Piojo is probably going to do. But then again, we look at that game, and you can ask yourself, what did Cruz Azul do against us? I mean, obviously, they hit the pull twice. And then we're bringing up pass, you know, when obviously I said, you know, you know, this, these are two different teams now. But then but then again, you know, it plays in a factor, too, because you, you, you've seen each other already in the season. And now you're seeing each other again for two more games. And so, you know, that's going to play a – I seem like that's going to play a factor into this already. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we keeping the five or we're going with a four? <sighs> the heart wants a four. But yeah. for the sake I, for the sake of just <coughs> the first leg, just previewing in this first leg. Do we go with the back five or do we go with the back four? Uh, Don't you tell think... me what your heart wants, your gut, your instu your instincts and your gut. What does it tell you? Five. Every, it really five. does. Yeah. Five. I, okay, so we'll go with the yeah. back five. All right. With that said, now give me your prediction, Christian. Prediction as a score. First leg. First leg. Yep. Yeah. First leg score. We we tie one one. Okay, Dylan. Yeah, one one tie. All right. I'm going with a draw as well. So for the sake of this, let's say America does walk away with a draw. Is that the end of the world? <sighs> but see, this is this is what I'm saying though. When in, in terms of. You know, I guess it's not that big of a deal when you really think about it. But if you really, really dive into you know, Cruz is going to have the home field advantage. Now, they're going to ride this momentum with their fans. Their fans are going to want gold. You know, this 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 draw favors them more than it favors us. There, right. There's no away goal. There's no any any table position. There's nothing like that. It's just the fact that they have a tie going into a stadium that is filled more with their fans. They're going to ride off the momentum. Grusu right now is all a momentum-based team. They live off this hype right now. If you give, if you keep giving them more of that, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna produce results, and that's what America needs to be wary about. Okay, so then let's 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 say America does get a draw. I, we would. I feel like if we go out with the back four, we win the game. In that first leg, we win. We're gonna go back. We're gonna win with the back four. We win with the back four, but we, I, we definitely I think, win with the back four. It's I just, think we we draw with uh, the back five, and and that's okay, why we, so, we're saying for this sake, so, for this sake, okay. for this sake, okay, for, for this, this hypothetical part. sake. Okay. Mm-hmm. That back five gets that one-one draw. It's a poor result for us as fans, yes, as a team. Will they see it that way? It depends. Depends on their morale. It depends on how they're looking at it. Yeah, depends how the game goes. Out. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So now you're going into the second leg. You're going out. We can agree that the second leg is a back four. Correct? Uh, no, because we, ha- we have to see what happens the first Yeah, leg. I know. Like, but, if, but if you're saying it's a draw, then yes, we will go out with the back four. So Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, okay yes. so we go with the back four. Now yes. give me your predicted lineup for that. For the back four? Yeah. Okay. Um, Marchesin, Paola Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Emanuel Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez. Um, you have Renato Ibarra, Renato Ibarra, Guido Rodriguez, Edson Alvarez, Diego Lainez, Roger, and Mateo Suribe. Okay. It's okay. kind of like the Pumas formation. Okay. Perfect. Mm -hmm. you just I, Perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, yeah. Dylan? I agree, Christian. You agree? Okay. And I agree with that as well. So now, what is it that you have to do going into that game? You have to press. I, you have to take the game to them. I go, Dylan. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to take the game to Okay, the obvious answer is obviously you have to control the game, control the mid. If you control the mid, who still doesn't know what to do. They're flustered. They're going to get nervous. That's what happened against Monterrey in the first leg. And Monterrey could have easily scored three goals in the first half, but they didn't because I don't know why they didn't. But anyways, when Cruz lose pressure, they get flustered. When they get flustered, they open their chances. When they open their chances, we get to capitalize. And that's what we need to do on Sunday when we control that mid. That mid's going to be vital in both legs. But we obviously knew that already. It's just who has the better mid. It's gonna win this championship, Dylan. Yeah, you said it. we got to take the game to them both legs. I both mean, legs, really. Yes. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, my gut's telling me back five, and like like I've said in the chat, we don't trust this team that much with if they play out the back five because you know we we've hit the points. You know, this team gives up too much space. This team shows up too much pressure. We've seen them get nervous in that back five, and really, you know, just not very. Do do good with what what this defense can that we know they can do, and we've we've seen that countless of times throughout the throughout the the Gia too as well. And so that, that's 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 what I'm just that's what we're just trying to get at. You know, we just don't trust the team with the back five, so we want to see that back four because we've seen this team thrive so much until we hit Legia, then all of a sudden we're at a back five, which really doesn't really seem to make too much sense. But for Piojo's sake, you know, if for him it does, so we win with it. We've been going this far, and, you know, you should probably think, well, we've made it this far playing this back five. You know, why don't you trust it? Why don't you trust the team? It's just that we've seen the mistakes ha happen countlessly, countless of times throughout the Ligia. And so that's something that, that you got to watch out for. And we still don't know, to my extent, does this does does this team is this team on all cylinders? Can we actually sit here and agree that this team is all, on all cylinders with after the six goals that we put up? Because what ha what consistency, what consistency has this team shown throughout the game? And that's that's, that's just the one part that you know that still scares us because we haven't really seen that still yet. Wow, I this completely slipped my mind. I don't know why they didn't say we were covering the first like hypothetically, but if we look back. We scored first every single match we've played, even with the back five. Now, it's at that point when we score, we drop back. Who's to say we start with the back five, we score first, and then what are we transitioning to a, a back four to get more goals? It's never been done before because Bioho likes to sit back, but what if he finally realizes that we score, let's keep going for more, and don't drop back? 
Exactly. And th- that's a question. That's a question that we have to wait to find out, thir- especially yeah. Thursday, if that's going to happen, because we've seen that countless of times. And, and despite the fact that we score first, the pressure is always there. The pressure is always going to be there when we sit back and it's going to result in a goal and then people are going to be mad about it. And that's one question that not necessarily we can answer because we know how to fix it. It's just a matter of Piojo is going to go out and fix it. No, and, and I think both of you made perfect, perfect points at this stage. So, you know what? Let's just chuck it all out the window, and let's just talk. Let's pretend this game is 180 minutes consistently, right? So what does America need to do? You mentioned it. Hold the midfield. And we've talked about it time and time again. By doing so, you move the ball around. You play the simple football. Simple football wins games. Simple football wins championships, right? Play as a team. One player alone can win you a match. One team consistently can win you a championship, correct? So move the ball, play it, use your, uh, use what's worked for you, and and just abuse it. That means set pieces for us. You know, if we get the opportunity, make them work, make them count, like the way you've been doing so in this uh, in this postseason, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And whatever you do, whatever you do. Do not let Cruz Azul get on top of you. Whether it's the beginning of the game, whether it's midway through, it's the last five minutes, it doesn't matter. You can't let off the gas pedal. Because we've seen it against Toluca. We've seen it against Pumas. You you can't allow yourself room for mistake. And as simple as that, I think you two mentioned it perfectly. Right? You You can't come into a final and expect the other opponent to be like, yeah, whatever. You know, there's a possibility that, you know, we can watch Cruz Azul because Cruz Azul makes two, four, six, seven mistakes throughout both legs. But you can't bank on that. You have to go out there and you have to play your perfect game. And Dylan, this is something you've mentioned time and time again. Consistency within 90 minutes. We got that against Pumas. More so. Now it's about being able to continue that against Cruz Azul, not just for 90, but 180, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, um, you know, we're seeing the comments. Emperor Palpatine said, you know, I hope you come out strong for both games. And, you know, there's there's no doubt, you know. It seems like I'm really bashing the team, but we've seen this team come out and press and take the game to the opposition. But it's just it's just for so long. You don't see that the whole mm-hmm. the whole forty five minutes within the first half, first half speaking, not the whole game. But you see them go uh, 20, 25 minutes, fifteen minutes, and then all of a sudden the tables turn and the other team is bringing it to us instead. And it's not about bashing the team because it's not. It, it's just about us kind of <coughs> putting on the table exactly what we've noticed and just seeing. Okay, prove us wrong. They did last week. Mm-hmm. Now do it again this week. And lift up a trophy. Now, it's something interesting that I want to touch upon is that there is going to be a battle within the the, the pitch in regards to every aspect. It's going to be two great goalkeepers going at it, two goalkeepers that have had a phenomenal season, right? You're going to have two very good aerial defenders in Bruno Valdez and uh, Pablo Aguilar. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have the two best midfielders in Liga Mekis within Guido Rodriguez. And uh, what's the guy from Cruz Azul? Ivan Marcone. Ivan Marcone. Yeah. Right, yes. And then you have, you know, it 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 might just come down to whose youngsters having the best night. Whether it's gonna be Piojo Alvarado or whether it's gonna be Diego Linus, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and it's a better winger night, Elias Hernandez or Renato Ibarra. And who's gonna have the one forward with the shooting on boots on? Is it gonna be Rogers? Is it gonna be uh, Caute? Caute Rucho, yeah. 
and it's a battle literally a battle anywhere you go anywhere you go you have to be on top of it like like you guys said on top of it for 180 minutes that's not gonna be easy but you want to be a champion you got to do so right and and like we're hyped about this we're excited but we also need to kind of keep ourselves grounded and be able to tell okay what is america what have they done wrong what do they need to improve and at this point they have little to improve on but it's these little things that could make or break a championship in a final a little error can cost you the whole thing and we know Mm -hmm. exactly now one thing i do want to point out this is america the best offense in the league this is cruz azul the best defense team in the league Needless to say, take this with the grain of salt, but America has scored 13 goals this Liguilla. Cruzul has only scored four goals this Liguilla, but they only let in two. What do you guys think of that? Um, I think that it's sometimes a lot of coincidence. Um, look, we were we, we could have easily been the best defensive team as well. No, we could have. I know. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. Look. At the end of the day, those stats have to go out the window because it, it, it doesn't. It won't matter now. To me, it won't. I mean, to, to the fans in Mexico City, this should, you know, just kind of reassure you that, that you know we we can score. You know, scoring I don't think is a problem anymore with us, especially this Liga. So we can't really complain like we have all season that there's no scoring because now there's definitely scoring. We know we can score. It's just that we can break this brick wall that Crucial has. No, yeah. And how do we do it? Like, well, how do you keep pointing out? How do we break this brick wall that they have? You break them down with your three most attacking players, which is Teo Lainez, Mateo Suribe, and Renato Ibarra. Exactly. Those three hold the key. They have to play perfect 180 minutes. If they do play the whole 80 minutes, they really should. They have to play perfect the 180 when- minutes. When the game's over, I should see a 10 uh, rating after, from those three players. Exactly. A perfect 10. Mm-hmm. From SOFA score. From SOFA score. Even though I'd love to see an 11, but I, that probably won't happen, but a 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. This, you never know. That might just be the first time someone gets an 11 this Sunday. Exactly. And it's not discarded anything that goes on in the first <laughs> Like It's just as important because you can easily lose it in that game. Or you can That's easily win it during that game. Um, Listen, this first leg is going to be everything, I think. I think yeah. it's, it's the tone for the second leg. It's just the tone of how we come out second leg and how we play second leg, you know? For both teams. That, that's not even us. It's for both of them. Because if they, if we win the first leg, you know they're going to come out guns blazing. And then if we got that back five going into Sunday, that's oh, about double for us. Yeah. And who is this oh, to yeah. say that we don't come out with the back four Thursday and then the back five Sunday and everything we just talked about just goes out the window? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and then and that's just kind of the I guess cool thing about this is you don't know you, you no, put yeah, in yeah. Auto, I still don't want to be wrong. If buts or maybe's, <laughs> and talking about if buts or maybe's, I think we've come to the point where I need to ask for your guys's predictions. For so, Sunday. for Sunday, I don't know why my heart just kind of beat it faster. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little nervous now. Sunday mm-hmm. at the Stadio Azteca, final whistle blows. Dylan. What's what's your predicted scoreline? Y'all want a repeat of 2013? <laughs> Hell no. 
No, 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 no. I have said it time and time again. We cannot. We have to win this in 180. Yeah, we have to. Um. Or do we? No, no. Listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give you guys the heart attack right now. But Dylan, I'm gonna let you go first. Um. I'll go two one. I'm in. Two one, America, Christian. <laughs> we ended one one in the first leg. Over 90 minutes in the second leg, we're going to end 2-2. And America will win in overtime. God, we will, we will score that one goal, and we will win 3-2 for the whole match. It won't go to penalties, but it will go the 120 minutes. On Dear Sunday. Lord, if it goes to the penalties. It's not going to go to penalties, but I it will go. It's going to go to 120 minutes, but I America can't. will come on top. I like and those, and those 30 minutes of extra time. My little heart can't handle penalties. It can't. It really it's, can't. Yeah, I can't handle penalties either, honestly. I, I probably wouldn't even watch, to be honest. But what a crazy story would be if all season we missed penalties just for this one series where we freaking win on penalties. Okay, okay, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. I don't know. My hands are sweating. Can we, can we just, yeah, honestly, can we just, like, knock off wins so this bad doesn't happen? Uh, oh, man. Good. Everything I'm gonna definitely drama filled. Yes, happen. Listen, Sunday. I I don't know, man. I I want to say actually no, I can't because nothing will be the 2013 final. But Sunday's gonna be very very close to that in terms of drama and how this game ends. If I had to pick a result, and I, I see a lot of back and forth, and I see a very tight game, and I see a very good America side finding the back of the net. I am also going Dylan's route, and I'm going 2-1. 2-1? Okay. 2-1. But now, this is kind of a PSA message for the team and for the ladies, because they're both in kind of the same situation. And it is, regardless of what we think, regardless of what we say, regardless of what the media is saying out there, what the outlets are saying, these 11 players, whether you're the ladies, whether you're the men, this is going a little bit towards more of the men, but it still votes the same way for the ladies. Is you are giving the platform. This is about to be the biggest game of your career. Wait, let me get my tissue first. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get my tissue. <laughs> All right, go. Go. It's going to be the biggest game <laughs> of your season, of your career. You have the opportunity to go down in history and be remembered as the most winning team, as the best team, the team to reach 13 titles, not just in America, but in Liga MX as well. So within 180 minutes, you need to give 140%. You need to give every last sweat drop that is possible. You need to go out there. And even, even if everything is against you and even if all odds are willing to defy you you need to become and you need to go out there you cannot be remembered as the team that let Cruz Azul win in your home stadium go out there perform be the team that you can be go out there step out onto that pitch and after 180 minutes walk out as legends it's in your hands it literally is in your feet when you have the ball, mm-hmm. trust each other. 
play as a unit, play as a team, play off each other's strengths, and cover for each other's weaknesses. What happens inside that stadium will be remembered for ages. And all you need to do, all that is asked of you to do, is to go out there and play with heart, play with passion for the fans, for the team, and for yourself. In the end, you walk out as heroes and you'll remember the legend. So don't defy any odds for yourselves. Do it for a whole culture and a whole nation that is going to be watching. So let's go out there and let's get that 13th title. Do it, boys. Come on. It's as simple as that. Let's put it in the back of the net and let's watch this team. Gosh damn it. Let, let me go tell my roommate to stop cutting the onions. Yeah, honestly, this is um, <laughs> it's getting very, uh, very intense right now. No freaking regrets Thursday and Sunday. No regrets. You go out there, you live, or you die, but you put it all on the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, simple as that. You make history on Sunday. Yeah. Whether or not it, it just depends on you whether you want to be on the side that's writing it or whether you want to be on that side that's going to be remembered as the failure. So it's as simple as 180 minutes putting all on the line. You got to want it more. You got to show it as well. Gentlemen, how are we feeling about it? Emotional. Emotional, but confident, but we can do this. I believe in our team. We have hammered them time and time again this season, but with so much tough love has come this product. And all, all I can say is that our final, our first final that we're covering with all these great listeners, with all these great viewers, all I can say is, America, do not disappoint. Oh, please do not disappoint. Oh, man. Well, behind you, millions and millions of people will be behind you, not only in the stadium, but in the city, but worldwide as well. Anything else you want to add on? I love everybody here. <laughs> and we love you, Cowboy Dan. Mm-hmm. Well, Gentlemen, listen, go, Christian. I can't top your speech because I don't think anyone can. So I'm not even going to attempt to top your speech. I will say, though, that we are America. We cannot forget who we are. We are the biggest team. We are the greatest team in Mexico. We need to go out Sunday and prove to everybody why we are and so everyone can hate us even more because that's what I love. Everyone hating us. There you go. Hashtag Odiomas. Hashtag Siempre Aguilas. Let's get that 13th title. Ladies, this goes for you as well. Let's go get that first title. Let's go get it. Come on, ladies. We believe in you as well. Tigres, yeah, they may be the favorites, but guess what? That means you're the underdogs, and everyone loves a good underdog story. So go out there and prove to the world why it is that you are and will always be the best lady team in the world. Gentlemen, anything more we can say about our our America teams before we get into the end? This is it. This is it. I mean, I think think we laid it all out there tonight. Part of the so, journey. All we all we gotta do is sit back and 
hope our prediction about the one-one draw in the first leg is is wrong. We go out and get a dub, and we just take it. We get that W, both legs, and we go and we celebrate with the happiest smile on our faces. Baby Aguilas, that's black hashtag. Baby Aguilas, they got a big game coming up too, so we'll be we'll be trying to keep our eye on them. Hopefully, they can grab the title. Can you imagine the trouble? The trouble in the in the America institution. I yes. can not trouble. Like Carlos said, America, yeah. It's as simple as that. Gentlemen, part of the journey is the end. We're getting close to it. Let's ride off into the sunset with that 13th title. Let's do it. Let's do it. To everyone who has come out and supported us, not just today, but the whole season. Thank you to everyone who tuned in right now. Carlos, Luis, uh, Emperor, Papa Teen. They always have a hard name with him. Our good friends from La Resaca Americanista, our good friend Chicken Biscuit, you know, Jose Sepulveda. I mean, our good friend Mr. Leiva, who's definitely going to be rooting against us. <laughs> Luis <laughs> Mendez. I mean, every single one of you who came out tonight, we appreciate you. We adore you. And don't forget, next episode is a big one if you if you really want that giveaway i promise you you got to stay tuned and you got to come gentlemen as always it has been with my utmost pleasure to have hosted and have you guys as my co-host thank you again for coming on tonight christian dylan what more can i say about you too this wave my special wave your special, special wave, wave. My favorite time of the year, but time, time of the year. Whoa, I'm getting too much in, too much into this. My favorite time of the week. Uh, I love this podcast so much. I'm so grateful to be on it. So grateful to be talking about the thing I love the most every single week. It all comes on to Sunday. This is it. Let's make history. Let's make history, gentlemen. We'll be back next week. We'll be closing off the year. And what more can we say? Thank you to everyone. As always, follow us on Twitter at Eagle iPod. We'll have you guys covered with everything, and I mean everything from Lady Yes, interact with us, Lady Angela. Please. Club America on Sunday. And then, of course, Thursday, you guys can catch us as well. Look, who is ever within the Riverside slash Moreno Valley area on in California on Thursday, I will be setting up this uh, kind of viewing event at Buffalo Wild Wings. If you guys are in the area and want to come and watch the game alongside me with a couple of other people, you guys are more than welcome to do so. Uh, we'll give you guys more information about that on Twitter. So make sure you guys do follow us. If you guys ever miss a show or want to recap a show, you guys can always find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify as well. Gentlemen, anything else? Let's make history. No? That's all I can say. Let's make history. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, your Eagle Eye boys signing off. Let's make history. Let's get that 13th title. And as always... Arriba la América.